Hello, good evening, and welcome to another live edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you guys with us this evening. We're in the middle of the Liga. It's the first leg of the semifinals. We already have a result in. Chivas was able to go to Toluca and draw 1-1 with the Diablos down in, uh, in the Bombonera. A 1-1 game that, uh, frankly, uh, 1-1 that uh, probably tastes like a victory considering that Chivas is the better position team, higher-seeded team. If they draw 0-0, then they will go ahead and make their first final since 2006. Keep an eye on that. And, of course, right now live, I'm sure you guys are watching. Uh, you can uh, watch and follow along with us. Uh, the game between Tigres and Cholos. Uh, Tigres is up 2-0. In the Volcan, uh, two uh, late first-half goals by Cerrayan uh, and also by Javier Aquino. Uh, not to mention the fact that Topo Valenzuela went out injured as Tigres uh, up 2-0 against their counterparts from Tijuana in the first leg of the Liga Nikki semifinals. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you guys with us tonight. Uh, we are live on YouTube, and of course you can listen to this and other of our previously recorded editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast on the podcast center at iTunes, as well as on Google Play. So we do uh, appreciate you joining us, and I'm sure we'll get more folks joining us as the uh, as, as the game ends there in Monterrey. As always, we have a distinguished panel of guests with us. We have with us, and actually, it looks like I'm outnumbered today. We have uh, two uh, two Callies and a Texan. We have with us in uh, in Escondido, California, Daniel Preciado, Daniel. I'm sad to hear your Santos losing, but at least they went out, uh, as they say, con, con, con la cara en alto. And uh, they gave uh, Toluca a, a good scare in the second leg, but they were eliminated. It's good to have you on the show tonight. Good to be here, John. Uh, good evening, Joel. Yeah, it was a rough way to, to, you know, disappointing, of course, but proud of the boys. Uh, they made a good showing. But uh, like Chepo said, they lost in Torreon, so... They did, and they also. I, we, I don't think that uh, you know, at least you know, folks that don't follow Santos as closely as uh, as someone like you would, and and frankly, uh, I'll be honest with you, someone like me, just because it's like the last game of the week whenever they play at home, so you know, it's, if it's on, I'll watch it. And uh, they really, really missed uh, Janini and and Gael. I mean, just just the, the difference those two made in Toluca was astounding. I think it was and huge, just, and um, I think if you take out. Arguably the two best players out of any team, you're going to see a pretty significant drop. Uh, I think it, but like you said, though, I think most people are, are largely unaware of their starting 11, so they're probably not, you know, and not to make excuses. I mean, they, they still should have been, they still should have done better than 4 1 at, at home. At home. Yeah. So, Which is so shocking because, I mean, Torreon is, I mean, Santos is usually. Uh, a really tough place to play for you know, especially in in in, in the Clausura, just because it gets so hot that you know that that kind of heat just doesn't really exist in uh in in, in the towns where Mexico has teams in Liga MX. It just it just doesn't get that hot. I mean, I remember um, uh, Pumas when they played uh, Santos in the, in the playoffs just like ten years ago, and Pumas was like the seventh seed or the eighth seed or whatever it was, and they ended up beating Santos at home like three nothing. And I was thinking what had happened. Well. I don't know if that's going to be enough <laughs> because Santos was so good at home and they were just, they were such an unbelievably talented offensive team. And sh- I mean, sure enough, I mean, the game in Torreon was like, I mean, it was, it was a crazy game that uh, 
Pumas ended up uh, winning uh, just because of of the th- of the of the strength of the three outs. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit strange, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Of course, uh, we can't uh, continue the show without introducing our other panelist who joins us from South Los Angeles. I'll be I'll be seeing uh, Joel next week when we go out to California, talking about Joel Aceves. Joel, one one Chivas drew Toluca. Joel, have you have you pulled out the telescope? Is it is uh, are you starting to see the signs? Is, it, is, is, is the Chivas Comet making an appearance, or is it still, uh, is no, it still it, a rumor at this point? The Comet is there. It's just going to burn out before it, as it enters yeah. the atmosphere. It's, yeah. It's going to be just a little pebble by the time it's done? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this start of the season, and they were my favorites to win it. Uh, I was expecting them to have a not-so-difficult run to the final. Without due respect to Atlas and Toluca, those aren't really top teams. Uh, you know, they're accessible teams to get to the final. And I think they're, if, if they do get to the final, it's most likely will be against Tigres. And Tigres is just, Tigres is on fire. So Chivas has been struggling just to score, uh, and struggling just as much just to win at home. So, now, now yeah. the, the highest-rated final, uh, at least in the uh, in the two-season season format, was, uh, and I don't know if I should bring this up, Joel, but it was the 2004 final between Chivas and Pumas. I, I think it was, uh, if, if you look at the historical numbers, it was by far. Oh, what a great pass! It was by far the uh, the, the the most watched uh, final in, in Liga MX's history. I have a very sneaky feeling that if, if Chivas and Tigres end up making that making the final, I think that it, that, that it could come very close to, or maybe even surpass those numbers, just because of the fact that it's Chivas and and and, and Tigres is uh, you know a team that just everyone. I mean, you know, it's, they're, they're they're like they're almost. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I mean, you know, watching Tigres, they're like they're like the neutrals' favorite. I mean, they're just such a they're such a joy to watch. They're 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 just they're just a great team. Yeah, exactly. It does not to say uh, Chivas can't win. You know, um, still you still have to play the games. Uh, I'll just say Tigres is heavily favorites. So um, the, yeah, the chances there, but I, I would, you know. So uh, you so you wouldn't give. Uh, well, let me ask you this: so let, 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 Let's pretend that that Chivas and and Tigres both make the final. What would it take? For for Chivas to go ahead and 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 then put on uh, and 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 sew the thirteenth star onto the. Uh, it, it, would take, I, I get, I, it, it would take. It would take Tigres yeah. choking. I mean, if if I've seen something about Tigres in the final is if you could have a good, you know, uh, a good defense, you know, you you wait it out, you you could you could beat them that way. You know, happen like. When they played River Plate, and then the other final, they just lost, you know. To Pachuca, which did exactly what you're talking about. They just, they, they yeah. I don't know as much if, they, if it was a stifling, but, uh, I mean, they certainly made uh, things uncomfortable for the offense. Yeah, and then for, or, uh, for the for the Tigre strikers not to be on point, which at this point they are being very much, very much on target. Because, I mean... We, we, Chivas has Pulido, and, uh, you know, a friend of mine from Twitter, uh, 
and, and also I know him, <laughs> but he was tweeting uh, Pulino, you know, instead of Pulido. And that guy has, you know, he's he's called to be one of the, the ones to make a difference. And, you know, outside of Copa MX, he really hasn't done much. Right. So, I mean, you, you need those players. And, and like Pizarro's just returning, and then you have – you have like well, Fierro, who he, he does a lot of sacrifice, but you know he hasn't done much in the scoring department. Imagine, imagine the story, Joel. Because you know, I know Pulido is a, is, is a former Tigre. <laughs> he is. If, if 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 Pulido comes in and plays, you know, for Chivas in, in the Volcan in the final, <laughs> and you know ends up. Now let me ask you this. Let's say that that happens. They play, and Pulido and Pulido scores in the Volcan. Would he celebrate or not? No, I think he would. I think he would. I mean, it's, you know, for him, it's like, it's like getting one over theaters, you know? Right. So that, that. Now, I now think, would he, would he be an ass about it or do you, th- or, or do you think that he would no, you know, no. have a very muted professional celebration? No, I don't think he'll be an ass, but I mean. I think it'll depend on the moment. Right. Yeah, if it's a big goal, he's going to celebrate it like. Well, sure, but I mean, he's not going to like run up to the corner flag and straddle it and start stroking it. Like... <laughs> yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to like talk the fans or anything. Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe that that could but, be but something that could odds? happen. John, what are the odds of Pulido just, you know, scoring, elevating his game? Oh. Yeah, and scoring like a hat trick. You know, if, is it the same as him being kidnapped by a cartel and and then freeing himself? They're probably both in the realm of unlikely. <laughs> no, I'll tell, I'll tell you what is what is more likely for for Pulido to post a picture of himself wearing a romper <laughs> than uh, than him scoring a hat trick in the Volcan. Of course, hold now, now we have to. You know, this is part of the Cantina Mickey show. That you know, if 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 he does get the hat trick, then I think we need to we need to post a picture of you wearing a romper. No, I would probably get in, the in honor of in honor of Pulido. Oh, you would get the Pulido haircut before you'd wear a romper. If haircut. I put if I put a romper, I'm gonna look like the penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least uh, at least not, you're being I'm you're, you're being polite. I would look like the <laughs> Marshall. I'm gonna look like Nyonyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. That's funny. That, that that's kind of how I stopped wearing uh, soccer jerseys when they started making those skin tight. Well, I remember was it Cameroon in the 2002 World Cup that wore that, that were going to wear the like the like the, the one piece. Oh, I, and, I and, and, and 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 FIFA FIFA outlawed it completely for whatever. Yeah, they also wanted to wear sleeveless. Right. <laughs> One piece, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so uh, Tigres is, is up two zero right now. There's about fifty minutes left in the uh, in the game. Uh, you know, this is kind of about where they were last week against Monterrey, where they were up two zero, and then they, again they got two late ones. In the second half of that, I want to, to pretty much put the uh, put the series out of reach. Uh, do we think the series is out of reach for 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 Cholos even just at two zero? 
Or, I mean, they could get a goal here and make it very, I mean, you know, one goal away is, is almost worth two. And uh, I think it's shaping up to be more like the similar to Monterrey. There's just a, you know, I was watching a vast amount of pressure that's going to be on, uh, on Cholos to, to, they're going to be one pressure to, to try to maybe get that away goal, which could just open them up for, like you said, another two and then make that trip to, to Tijuana almost moot. Right. Now that was the one thing, uh, last week when Monterrey was playing, was playing uh, Tigres, they got the they got the away goal. They they went up. It was three one, and it was with like four or five minutes left in the game, and that was an absolutely huge goal. Because I remember when the last time Pumas won, uh, they had done the same. They went to Monterrey when Monterrey was was incredible. They were struggling, but they got really hot at the right time, and and they just made the liguilla. And of course, it was like you know they drew Pumas. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be miserable. And sure enough, in the first twenty minutes, they were already up three nothing. I mean, they were just. On fire. I was with when Swasso was there, and I mean they had a really good team. And uh, but but Pumas put they stopped the bleeding, and they got they got that one away goal late in the second half. So they go back to Seu, they win two zero, and se acabo, and they won the they won the series. So it's you know getting you know the away goals are, are just absolutely massive. You're absolutely right, Dan. Well, but what was interesting though with with in the Monterrey tie that yeah Monterrey got that that that's that goal, but the response was immediate. Exactly. That was, uh, and that's what Toluca also did tonight with uh, with Chivas. You're absolutely right. They 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 scored what with with within the minute. Didn't Tigres last week after after they got? It the seemed goal? like it. It yeah. seemed like uh, the like second, on the very uh, next play. <laughs> yeah. Literally the next possession. It was a great goal too. The way and that's pretty. Well. That's that's really deflating. I mean, you, you you fight and struggle just, and then like you, you get yourself back into a position where you you have a reasonable shot at it, and then. I mean, they don't even let you warm up to the idea of, of coming back. They just get another goal. So that that kind of – that to me I thought was just really impressive by Tigres' part, just like the way they were able to respond and just to like remove all – any notion of them coming back. I, I don't I, – I see something similar panning out the way with, with Cholos. I don't see Cholos having having the the firepower to, 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 to keep up. Well, the big problem with Cholos uh, now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's 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 like it's like technically Cholos, is it not? Like Sochi or Sochi Milko, Cholos. Anyway, not Cholos. It's just uh, I believe that that is uh, that is correct. Am I am I crazy? Am I am I am I, am I losing it? Yeah, I never cared much for the pronunciation. That's it. I know they, I know they just released a video on it. Uh, cake. I've been uh-huh. seeing a lot lately. I don't know where they came from. They've been doing a lot of Mexi. Promo. Yeah, I've actually met those guys, and, and they've been around for a while. They've been around since the uh, like the 2010 World Cup. Uh, but they never, they never used to do a cover cover Mexican football, right? They cover the national team. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I, I've I, seen I met them recently uh, just videos. <clears throat> so yeah, they have a video right now saying you you are probably saying Cholos wrong. Oh, is it? No, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that they had that out. Well, you know, yeah, I, mean, I just I always, saw the video. I haven't seen the video. I just saw that they made one. You know, X is actually a very interesting letter in the Spanish in the Spanish language because it's the only letter that has different pronunciations. 
every letter in the Spanish in, in the Spanish language is pronounced one way and one way only. But except the X, the X can be a ch, a, a ch, or a s. Very interesting. See, you guys learned something listening to the cantina. <laughs> The Cantina and Mickey's podcast. Well, I was trying to think, well, the G could kind of sound different, right? Well, that's true. I guess depending on the... Uh... See, now, why do you go do that to me, Dan? Because that's what I do. No, that's... that's... No, you're absolutely right. So it would, be, it would be the G and the X are the only ones, because the G can either be a G or a, or a the H, depending on whether or not there's, there is a, a, a vocal fuerte or vocal débil in front of it. Agua? Sorry. Right? Yeah. Anyways, I'm the last person to be giving Spanish lessons. Or gente. There you go. Yeah, because it has because e is an, is 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 a vocal débil. Isn't that right, Joel? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too good at that. I skip Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's uh. But, you know, now we should also, you know, one thing I was going to mention, I'm sorry about, about Tigres is, uh, you know, obviously they have the great foreign players, but the, you know, the, the Mexican players that do play for them have been outstanding. I mean, we, we, we cannot deny that. Aquino has been terrific. Uh, Duenas has been, has been, you know, just absolutely, you know, nothing, nothing short of sensational to the point yes. where, uh, you know, he, he might, uh, I think he's, he's at the point where he might play his way onto the, uh, Onto the, onto, onto the, the Confed Cup team. John, do you know who had first dibs on Duenas and passed him up? Was that... Uh, they passed him up for Gallito. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Was that uh, uh, your, your buddy, the one who has blocked you on the Twitter? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, do you, do you have do you have a a a a a a a a Joel Twitter sock that you use to torment him? No, I should create one, but I think uh, Chivas with Adueñas would be in much better standing right now. That's a very good point, and we're not you know we're and we're not taking away anything from Gallito, but but Dueñas is just you know he's probably uh, the MVP of the league practically. I mean, he's had such a you know Gallito kind of disappeared from where he was at in uh, twenty fourteen. Um, a lot of those Leon guys disappeared. Gallito did. I mean, Hulet was as uh, he was just uh, he was devastated. I mean, he was devastated. Yeah, that then. was that Leon midfield with Montes and uh, Gallito and Gulli. It, it was to me that was the best midfield that the Mexicans had. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was the midfield that uh, that that Bioko wanted to play in the World Cup. But uh, it didn't. Uh, Okay, now we know it has to be said that Gallito had a sensational World Cup. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was unfortunate. Montes, Montes got injured, and then Gulli, uh, you know, according to reports, he uh, he just got scared. Yeah, freaked out. Yeah, yeah, got overwhelmed. That's uh, that was really unfortunate because I, I had high hopes for him. I thought that he was going to be like like we we know we. I mean, I was looking at it, like Mexico finally has a guy that can. You know, uh, just has, has the size to be able to dominate you know, guys and, and the quickness and can score. And it just, yeah, just things didn't. Uh, I mean, he ended up playing a little bit in the Croatia game, but I'm gonna I'm I'm talk about something recently, John. Um, even though this game, me. even though this game just happened, but 
you know, we were talking about how Atlas was the uh, is the original Cruz Azul. Yes. <laughs> and you did, uh, you know, in, in that series, I thought they reached, they, they had, they had the perfect opportunity to eliminate Chivas. And, uh, I think, I think they lost the series at home because they should have looked for that second goal. I think if they would have had the 2 0 lead and then the, it would have been really hard on Chivas to, yeah, to, Chivas, to, Chivas would have beat them 1 0 and they would have still gone through. You know, they right. would have been more precious. I think they, that's where, uh, Prophet Cruz lost the series. He took a gamble. It came close. But there was a scene, uh, there was a picture and it went viral. And it's, um, it's, it's an Atlas fan crying and this Chiwa guy is hugging him, trying to comfort him. So if, if, uh, they started calling Atlas fans Chi Hermanos. Chi, oh yeah, I did see that. So he's the Chi Hermano. <laughs> the Chi Hermano and, and, and for those that don't uh, don't get the joke, it it comes from uh, Chivas' old anthem, and it used to say, uh, "En todo México hay un chivo hermano." So, so you say, you know, Chivas is so popular, you're about to find another fan. So it's a play on words of chivo hermanos. Atlas or nada, chivo hermanos. Where was the uh, where was the strangest place you ran into a chivo hermano? Oh man. Strangest place, huh? Um, I don't think it was a Chivo Hermano, but I was in uh, Asuncion, Paraguay. And uh, I was in a taxi, and, and the dude, I, I asked the dude, hey, I noticed all the taxis have a, a sticker or a thing you hang from the from the rear room mirror um, of their favorite club. Well, where's yours? And he was like, He's like, no, nah, man, I live in the wrong side of town. If I put mine, they'll break my window. You know, he lived in the in the rival section of the town. Right. So he was, he was asking me what team I went for, and, and I told him Guadalajara, and he was like, oh, you're a Chiba fan. And I was like, oh, snap. You know, I was surprised he knew, like, the nickname. Wow. You know, and I think a lot of it had to do with, with Chivas. You know, it's obviously for – This was in, in Paraguay? Yeah, in Paraguay. You know, it's obviously from, from Libertadores, you know. They, they got to play some big games and win big games. They beat Sao Paulo in Sao Paulo, playing a man down. You know, they, they took out a Boca Juniors. At, Don't they all get uh, ESPN also? Yeah, but I mean, that's when you're more likely to see Chivas, you know. Like, well, just when I went to Costa Rica, they, they were all very familiar with the Mexican teams in the Mexican League. Yeah, well, I mean, and Central they America it. gets... Liga MX. Yeah. It's, so I wasn't sure if that's uh It's like that's the one place the case where Liga so. MX outside the US that they actually export the you know, they export the the league. And and also for, for a while, if if we think about it for a while, um like eighty percent of the Paraguay national team was in Mexico. Right. Yeah, right now it's the it's the Chilean national team that's in Mexico. <laughs> that is right now like the the, the like the most popular girl right now, right? The current fad. Yeah. La más bella, yep. And yeah, it's been Ecuador, and we've had Colombianos, Serenas, yep. Chilenos. Is that, that's yet a cero, man. Well, we've had, we've had Chilenos before, because remember Carlos Reynoso and... My boy. It? Miguel Angel. Uh, see, we need, we need the... 
we need the maester here to, to, to help us with this, but isn't the uh, the uh, Miguel Angel Gamboa, wasn't he a big Chilean that played? Uh, was it? Um, man. Man, that's kind of remember is Fabian Estay. You guys are forgetting El Pony Ruiz. Yeah, that's the guy we missed out on, man. Chile never really used him. We could have used him. I was going to ask. Like, Borgetti, man. He ever played for, for them at all. They capped him and he did play a few games, but I mean. How could they yeah. not use How could they not? I mean, he was. He was great, I mean, man. Man. He, the joke used to be that uh, that Borgetti wouldn't really hit the ball, then. Pony Ruiz would just, you know, ricochet it off of his head. Because <laughs> his, his crosses were that good. So, Pony I mean, Ruiz just had, just had to stand in the box and then and Pony Ruiz would do the, do the rest, man. Yeah, that's shocking that he didn't play that much for him. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that he had, had played at all for Chile. And I was like, man, if he's naturalized, good God, why, why wouldn't you want to have him on? But I, I didn't realize that he had been capped a few times. But I mean, seriously, I mean, and I think he did play. Um, I think he played once for Mexico, but it was like it wasn't an official game. It was it was uh, it was like the Bimbo All Stars. Oh, yeah, I was, wonder if... uh, Mexicans versus extranjeros, and um, he played. You know, that would be a great commercial of Khaled now, and like 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 everything he does. You know, like Pony Ruiz is there, you know. You know, Hanet catches a huge pig, you know, a huge fish, and it's Pony Ruiz that's helping reel it in and stuff. That would that would be a great commercial. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what he's up to, man. I don't know. I'm gonna have to Dan, do a little googling. Be. Yeah, that, that that that's that's on me right there. Speaking of Chileans, did you guys happen to catch the uh, commercial that the uh, Chilean broadcast company? Uh, used as their as their teaser for the for the Confed Cup, where they make fun of Argentines and Uruguayans and uh, Mexicans. It's really it's it's very well done. Oh, and and then Spaniards too. <laughs> it was uh it, it, it was it was very well done. I, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Basically, the same. You know, we're we're gonna call the games like Chile like like Chile plays. You know, uh, without without fear. So, very well put together uh, promo. Now that they did have the uh, at least the list for the uh, for the games that we're going to see Hoet next week at the at the LA Coliseum. Although I have a feeling that uh, the players are going to be playing in the qualifiers, probably won't be playing as much in these. Uh, so I'm not sure what kind of team we're going to get to see against Croatia, uh, Hoel, because uh, I mean. Uh, a lot of guys have their last week. I guess their last week this week. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of uh, what kind of a team we get to uh, play for us in Los Angeles. But they did a, he did a, announce actually a very large call of a 32 players. So um, I know that they had to turn in their list of 30 players. I think today was the deadline for uh, for the Confed Cup. So they they would have released their Confed Cup. Roster today. Uh, I was uh, working a baseball game, so I didn't get a chance to specifically see anything. But other than the, you know, the, the, the thirty-two guys that were called, uh, a lot of names that uh, we kind of expected that we would see, and uh, you know, the message was pretty clear from uh, 
Juan Carlos Osorio is that if you know if, if, if you play in Europe, chances are pretty good I'm going to call you up. And it's looking like the base of the Confed Cup team will be the uh, the folks that uh, that play over in the in the in the old continent. It's a strong squad. A lot of attacking options. It's going to be uh, it seems like it's going to be a tough one to call because uh, you could argue that some of the, the ones that you would typically go with aren't exactly having the best of years, but that's most of the Europeans. Right. So. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, how, see, the, you know, it's just interesting to see how different countries are approaching the Confed Cup. I mean, I have absolutely 100% no problem with, with what Germany's doing. Cause I mean, let's face it. I mean, do they, do they, does Germany need to play, play the Confed Cup? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're at an echelon that is just beyond 99% of the world. I mean, they, 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 they're just, they play an unbelievable brand and have for years, you know, they're the clearly the best team in the world and have been for at least since the 1970s. And I'm sure that team they're going to throw out there is probably going to do okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, we joked a few weeks ago, we said, yeah, they, they'll be the, the U23s and they'll still make the final. Yeah, it wouldn't, yeah. It, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. But so you know it's, what, though? Uh, I think it's, it, but it also, it's telling and it's not in a bad way, but it is that, you know, you can see the team, the, the one country that's actually done something and, and, and is continues to do what they do. And then you have someone who hasn't done really anything and is trying to get to that point. So yeah, they have to go into this tournament thinking of it's thinking of it like it's a, a really good opportunity. And it is because, uh, I'll be surprised if everybody takes uh, lesser squads. But, uh, yeah, Mexico's got a great chance to exercise some demons and then um, maybe even just maybe just uh, start building toward maybe getting a seed, like you were mentioning. Yeah, I mean, that is, uh, you know, crucially important for, I mean, if, if Mexico wants to get a seed, which I would assume they would, then yeah, this this tournament is is, is crucially important because now the one thing that FIFA does not take into account is if this is the Confed Cup and it's an official tournament. So if Germany wants to send the U17s to FIFA, this is a full senior tournament. So you know, I'm not saying Mexico is going to beat Germany, but if they did, it would be as if they were beating the number one team or whatever. I'm sure the number one they have to be number one, the number one team in the world. So yeah, that would. Yeah, we're still would, getting the points. Exactly. And that that's the reason why Mexico got the seeding in the 2006 World Cup. And it was the reason why the United States came extremely close to getting a seeding in the 2006 World Cup. Because Mexico, if y'all remember from 1999, when they lost to the Confed, uh, when they lost to Brazil in the, in the Copa America, they played them again a few weeks later in the Confed Cup in, in the Azteca. And from that point till 2002, they beat Brazil every time they played. And 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 a couple of those were the U23s, and people's like, "Hey man, it's senior tournament. Brazil's there. We're counted <laughs> yeah. as if as if it's Brazil." And it's Mexico like, ended up being 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 ranked like fourth or fifth in the world because they kept beating Brazil. It's like we had the Konami cheat code up up down down left right left right. Exactly. Maybe. So. <laughs> 
I mean, it was great because they won the 99, then they won in the, in the Copa America in 2001. Uh, they won, you know, they beat them a few times in the Gold Cup. So more than a few times in the Gold Cup. You know, but again, the Gold Cup was E23. Yeah, so that's, that's how Mexico was able to get that seat. And, uh, you know, Mexico would obviously be in a much better position uh, this time around. If they were to get a scene, because it le- it lessens their chances. Well, actually, it eliminates their chances of being in a group of death. Because there'd be one, you know, one less massive team t- to worry about. So, you know, instead of having a group, it would be like, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, like like Germany, Mexico, uh, Ivory Coast, Colombia. I mean, th- th- that 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 could very that could conceivably be a group in a World Cup. But if Mexico was a seed, that would never happen. So yeah, it would be absolutely 100% uh, crucial for if Mexico wants to get that seed to have a very successful Confed Cup. And Dan, you think that the team is uh, is strong enough, and the schedule, frankly, uh, works in their favor because they play Russia last, where uh, unless if Russia you know goes bananas and beats both Portugal and well, even so. Uh, regardless of what, of what you know, unless if Mexico either one lay an egg. The chances are really high that the Mexico Russia game is basically a playing game for the for the for the semifinals. It's a quarterfinal game, and that's going to be the third game. So that is uh, the schedule is uh, favors Mexico. And I'm not saying they're gonna, again. I'm not saying they're going to beat Russia, but at least they don't have to play, uh, you know, Portugal. And you know they're going to have fresh legs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that positive, right? Hmm. I mean, they could play themselves into into good form, and you know they're going to have the, the the legs to to be able to handle the tournament. So, I mean, you can conceivably you know see how how we could actually pan out pretty well for them. Right now, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead um, and I'm 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 conceding a loss to Portugal, and it's only because uh, uh, and and I'll call him what Chicharito calls him, Chris, is just I mean, holy crap. I mean, I, I can't think of a. I mean, you know, Duenas is a good player and is having a great season. Ronaldo's having. A, he's just playing out of his mind. I mean, he's just been, been outstanding, outstanding, and just you know, just a goal scoring machine. He's 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 been unstoppable at least in the in the first half of the year. And and he's been going into these tournaments. You know, he went into the World Cup injured in 2014. Uh, uh, one of the previous ones he was injured. He's he's he is 100 percent, and he is he's yeah. It, it's going to be. That's going to be a handful. You just got to send someone in there to sweep the leg in. Well, maybe that's what Dwayne has to do. Just go in there and... You think he's good for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he just did one uh, a, few, a few minutes ago. In fact, the, the, it is over in, in Monterrey, uh, 2-0. For you folks that uh, that are just joining us, and I'm sure we'll get more stragglers here as we send out folks to let them know that we were on the uh, Cantina Mekis podcast here live after the Ligia Tigres wins 2-0. Chivas ties 1-1 in Toluca, second leg on Sunday with Chivas playing first and then the game in Tijuana. Joel, you should try make an effort to go down to TJ and watch that. Both of y'all should. I mean, geez, you guys live right there. How does the application for uh, for credentials work? Uh, with the well, that out of a, but you guys have a hookup. Okay. Well, Joel does. Well, you both do. Joel hookup is nuestro hookup. Okay, well, I, I can't be presumptive like that. Well, just like I have, I have hookups around here. You know, everyone has hookups. 
We're trying but, to get uh, the country yeah, hooked up. But yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. I'm still waiting on that uh, Gold Cup approval. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that'll happen uh, for us. I think because I do want to go. I think Dan, I think Mexico plays in San Diego, right? So uh, yeah, Mexico, Salvador, and I think that's uh, already. Are they playing that at the Murph? And that may be something like Jamaica and Martinique or something. Right? Is the Murph is the Murph still standing? The Murph, uh, yes. It's still called Qualcomm, though. But yeah, Jack Murphy. That's right. Cool. Well, it's like, it's still you know that, that's what it that's what it was that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll happen for us. Uh, so, Joel, you said earlier that uh, that this is uh, pretty much uh, pan cocido. We should just go ahead and 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 uh, just go ahead and give Tigres the trophy now. Should should they engrave the name on Tigres's name or Tigres's name on the trophy at this point? Uh, you know, I, I make them favorites, but you still have to play the games, so anything can happen. See, Ho, and now you're hedging because you know that people are listening, especially Chivas fans. And no, no, that's just how it's always. You know, we been, don't want their favorites. It has been a while since we have heard from our from our from our good friend, the coach. We haven't had a good Chiva contra Chiva in so long. I'm not sure what's going on with him. I'm sure he's been very busy. He, uh, you know, he does coach. He just realized he, he, he didn't stand a chance, so he just, you know. Oh, so you think that he's he's like in the corner crying because he he could never he could never best you in a Chiva contra Chiva that he just he just, he just quit 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 coming on. Yeah, he's still trying to figure it out. I oh, will you, will you a, give credit where credit is due? I always have, John. Always. Yeah. No, no, I mean, so what, what do we have in favorite, our... uh, I'm not backtracking, but I there's always a chance, you know. But I mean, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet my money on it. So. What are we? Uh, what are we drinking this evening, boys? It is a Cantina Mekis podcast. I want to make sure that uh, we have everyone's orders correct. Oh, well, it sounds like uh, sounds like Joel's drinking out of a bucket. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Excuse me. Sounds like. Yeah, what what are we having, Joel? It's just water, dude. Yeah, yeah we don't believe you, Joel. You drinking water out of a huge garrafon? Nah, I, I put water in a in a like a, in a glass bottle. Do they have uh, Do they have Do they do the garrafones in uh, in LA? Oh yeah. At the like to go to the waterias to get filled up. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Well, they have those everywhere, even in Escondido. Like, but the big glass ones, like like. Uh, well, I'm like just talking the, about like the the, the sparkless type of bottle. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the big glass garrafones that they have in uh, in Mexico that are that are heavy as hell and just ridiculous. <laughs> you know what you're talking about, Joel? Yeah, I used to have one. Yeah, but the uh, yeah, I guess they have the other ones too. But that that's that is what it sounds like. Because I know that we used to have one. <clears throat> you know, I want to I want to just I just want to preface this by saying that I that I grew up in Mexico City. So we, occasionally we would go to. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. My my grand my grandparents had a house in Acapulco, and uh, they would have they had you know that that was where they had the big. Uh, Refrigerated water thing with a huge garrafon, and it would just make this cool noise. And when I was a kid, I just thought it was just the greatest thing. So I did nothing but drink water the whole time I was there. Because I like pretty privileged, huh? Pardon me. Pretty privileged. Who? 
You sounds pretty, pretty, pretty decent growing up, man. <laughs> hanging out in Acapulco. Hey, John hanging out in Acapulco. They made a music video based on that. It's they did. Cuando calienta el sol. You you want to get a glimpse into what John was doing? Well, I was very, yeah, but 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 also understand that I left when I was very young, so it wasn't you know I mean it was not. Uh, I'm actually very jealous of my sister because she, uh, when when we moved, she was like 17 or 18, so she got to experience a much more, uh, a much completer version of of Mexico than I did. So it's uh, something we do. Actually, to this day, we still talk about it. But, but we had they had a huge garrafon there, and I remember that because we used to live on a very a street that was very steep, and uh, just you could hear the truck coming from the from the very bottom of the hill because it, it took a long time to get up. Uh, you know, we also, uh, you know, obviously we are, uh, you want to mention, I know it's, a, it's a, something that we do talk about occasionally, but, uh, but one of the, uh, the old, uh, uh, I guess one of the classic owners of, of, of Liga Mekis, uh, who's, who's no longer in the league, but, uh, we know had the, the, the team for a long time, the, the, Leano, the Leano family lost their patriarch, uh, Carlos Leano did pass away this week. We do want to. Send our respects to the Daniel family who uh, were in the league for uh, for a very long time. I'm actually enjoying uh, a Victoria. It's, it seems to be my beer of, my beer of choice during uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast. And then Dan, are you uh, enjoying another craft beer? No, not today. I've been um, I'm recovering from a from a cold. I'm not sure you can hear it, but. Uh... So I had a un whiskey earlier to try to help loosen things up, and that helped. Yeah. But it got me really you know sleepy, what? so uh, I don't. I don't want to. I'm actually sipping on a coffee. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, no hot toddy for you. Actually, I'm thinking about making one uh, before I go to bed. You know, I've always uh, been been a fan of the of, of the tequila when I'm sick like that. It seems to really help. You mean like just boil some water, add a shot of tequila, and. and uh... And, and lime juice or lemon juice? Sure. That doesn't sound or, bad. Or, or just, you know, skip the water. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I only have whiskey, but no, I, I've always been a, um, at least been of the belief for some reason, uh, I'm like drink heavy, drink hard alcohol when you, when you got a cold for some reason. I think, I don't know if it's just me BSing myself, but, uh, I feel like it helps. It's like, let's kill whatever's in there. Well, it is medicinal, you know. You know, so I, keep I just try to make my that. body uh, inhospitable as possible to to foreign like bodies. So I just like you know pickle myself with alcohol. Right. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing better. Good. Well, we're glad to hear it. Uh, but no, no, no craft beer today, uh, unfortunately. Well, if you're wondering why you're uh, you, you you do have more of that 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 deeper intoned uh, radio voice when I get real sick. You know, I end up, uh, my voice gets much, much lower and I have a, I wasn't really able to project a more, uh, you know, like a smooth jazz kind of radio voice. Yeah. Right now I got a decent amount of depth to my voice. So it masks some of the, 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 the nasalness, of the, but it's still there. I can still hear, I can still hear the, the nasally sound that, that comes out of my awful radio voice. <laughs> Well, what are we gonna do? You know, right? I am pretty enough for, for TV, but, but we're not we're not we're not doing video, so 
what are you going to do? Oh yeah, so let me ask you all this. Uh, okay, so you know we have uh, three players for Tigres who've just been playing great. They're Mexican players. Uh, it's uh, Duenas, obviously Aquino, and then actually Hugo Hugo Yala has been terrific too. Now with I mean would if it, with the Confed Cup coming, I mean would these guys you know they've they've been you know back to back champions. Does that give them uh, a leg up on other folks as far as competition to make the Confed Cup, even to start on the Confed Cup team, or are they just better players? And it just doesn't matter whether or not Dignus won or not. I think it has no I'm, bearing. Sorry, go ahead, Juan. No, no, you you were first. Um, you were first, Ali. Yeah, dude, I, I don't, I don't think it matters much um, what they what what happens in the in the Liga at this point. Um, the better players, I think, will play. Or and actually, I, let me preface that: whatever formation he wants to go with, he's going to go with. I don't think uh, their performance in these games are, are going to impact that that decision too much. Okay, so you don't think it matters all that much? I mean, if uh... no, no, I mean they've shown already uh, their 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 quality. So guys like Aquino and, and Duenas, I mean. I wouldn't want to play them any less if they didn't win the championship. Right. Joel, would so. you prefer to have a, like a, a base of players like that, or or, or you think that uh, John, you know, you know the answer, John. We've talked about this. We've covered it many times. But the most successful team, actually, the majority, if not all of the World Cup winning squads, have all had a core group of players that play in the same club. So yes, my answer is if players are doing good in the team, I would. I put him in there. But I mean, knowing Osorio and his rotations, we might not see them at the same time. Do you think it wouldn't that... shock me to never see Duenas play? To be honest with you, just because uh, um... actually, I think he's the one that has them has the most chance of playing uh, over over Aquino and Ayala. Okay, uh, Aquino's third string on the national team. Yeah, no, Aquino, no, but uh, just I could see him just throwing a bunch of huge bodies in a position where he would be typically playing. But that's the thing, though, is is that Mexico doesn't really have, you know, out of their out of their starters that you would normally see in the midfield, they don't have a guy that can that rec- that recovers the ball and gets the ball back as well as as well as Duenas does. And and what makes him even more of a of a of a tantalizing, you know, a little bit more interesting, is that on top of being great defensively, he's he's halfway decent attack, you know, on the attack as well. He's got a great shot, and he's got a nose, you know, he's he's, he's good on set pieces. So he's and I'm not, you know, he's not like uh, you know guys that, that just destroy, 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 and that and then they can't pass to save their lives. I mean, he he. He does all right, and you know, with with Herrera being, uh, you know, he's having a, he's been very inconsistent, and uh, I mean, I could certainly see uh, a, a case where you know, if in practice, if, if Duenas is playing better than Herrera, you know, Duenas could easily start, and and I would be okay with that. So those, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, now, obviously, we're not going to see Duenas on the uh, in the game next week because he'll still be playing the final. 
uh, we would we would assume. So we won't get to see him next week in Los Angeles. So, Joel, who's actually going to play for Mexico next week in Los Angeles? Because, I mean, we got guys that are just coming back from Europe that probably aren't going to play. I mean, they, I mean, are they going to be able to field enough guys? Hmm. Joel, did we, did, yeah. we sign, did we sign up for a Molero, Joel? Or is, is, that, is, that, is that what's going to happen to us? I think that's pretty obvious, John. It's a Mole, <laughs> the mole tour, uh, you know, against Croatia and Ireland. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it'll be a fun game regardless. Unless they start, you know, cuidándose las piernas, which I wouldn't blame them. Sure. Now, uh, did you get a chance to watch your Chivas Joel today? Yes, I did, sir, and they almost got away with it, too. Um, Septo Luca tied two minutes, two minutes after. Uh, but, yeah, it's... It, Confirmed some of my fears. Uh, it was funny because I, you know, I've been talking about how Chivas is a team that has a hard time winning at home, and, and Toluca is they become the same. They haven't been able to win at home in like four or five games now. Um, so I, I think Chivas has that great advantage of finishing higher. In the um, wait, they did finish higher. <laughs> I'm guessing they did uh, in the table. They did, they, they did. They were third in the table. Yeah, third. Okay. Yeah, because I know Toluca. Toluca was battling, you know, in first place, and then towards the end of the season, they they just had a massive drop. Um. Was it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it a just result? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Um, but I give. I, I still have uh, Chivas as favorites. They were a bit more aggressive. Now, now, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, and I hope you don't take this personally, but it seems like every time we talk to you about Chivas, you either give us – the the nail biter's response or the bedwetter's response when it comes to, when it comes to Chivas. So you said my my worst fears were confirmed. You know, it's, 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 it's yeah, just... and I have been about you know because because the, the team having a hard time scoring and 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 winning at home. I mean, I feel like I feel like what's going on with with you and Chivas. Remember X Men when uh, I think it was the first one when. Uh, uh, Mystique came in and, and, and injected that nasty stuff into Cerebro, and when Professor X put the helmet on, and he had had a, had a freak out and couldn't you know couldn't find people. <laughs> I, think, I think that somebody has injected some 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 sort of poisonous substance in your in in in, 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 in the Chivas collective and of, of your soul, and you're and you're having a hard time getting rid of it. Hopefully, it'll happen for you soon. No, but it, it's something we've been seeing if, if following the games. Uh, Chivas won about four games without being able to score. I think in the run of play, I think they had like one goal, which came off a penalty. And then... Um, yeah, well, they had two goals, but they were both from penalties. They were both, so they've had a couple games. And then even this this goal, it came off the ball, bounced off a defender. And they and, even lost the Cruz Azul, which, I mean, let's face it, that's... <laughs> so... You could see, you could see that that how much stronger they could be, but they're just not playing as well as they should. 
and it, injuries is obviously placed into it, but like overall, they're still lacking more and more, um, you know, more punch. Joel, Joel, fue, fue justo resultado, Joel, el empate, fue justo. Fue justo it, it was, it was. It was a just result, man, and, and I see, uh, I'm pretty confident she was with making the final. So Chivas is making the final. So you're, you're, you're saying Chivas Tigres. Yeah, Chivas Tigres. And, and, and like I said, like if Chivas had like all their players, I would, I would have them as favorites over Tigres. But just, just given the circumstances is how things have been playing out. I think that the table turn and Tigres are the favorites. And, and it's funny because they, they, um, you know, their their turnaround came with a win over Chivas. This is true. That's where it started all. So maybe... Yeah, maybe, so maybe yeah. What was it, 3-0? Yeah, it was 3-0. Yeah. They, they beat Chivas 3-0, they beat Pumas 4-0, they beat Cholos 3-0. I mean, they, they beat Gerritaro uh, yeah, 5-1. Is doing the, that's what Chivas should be doing. That's what they paid $60 million for. Those are the type of results they, they should be getting. And so you think that they should be playing like Manchester United in the mid-90s? No, not like Man U, like Tigres. You just, just, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to, you don't have to cross the pond. Just see what they're doing in Monterrey. That, that, that at least, I mean, that's what is expected or should be expected. Uh, but I think, you know, with Chivas fans, we're, we're very fair-weathered. We're happy just to, you know, squeak by. Yeah, I don't know who are more fair weather, uh, Chivas fans or America fans, because when America no. won their first title a few years ago, I had no idea, no idea how many Americanistas I had on my face because they never talked about it. All of a sudden they win and then, you know, it just, it was nonstop. It's like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. You guys, you guys don't you know, say anything about it, you know, for five years, you know, don't even talk about any game, you know, nothing. And all of a sudden, they win the title and it's like, oh, I've been Americanistas, you know, it's on and on and on. It's like, please. No, I'm very rational. I feel they're more demanding, but they're very rational with how they treated Pelias. And I, and I have to call out, I have to call out good friend, uh, Jonik, because he was blaming Pelias for the transfers when it is known that Pepe Romano is in charge of that. So, to me, it was interesting seeing how much um, how much Pelaez was being attacked, despite how well their team has been. And and you know, so it's just the other way around. We're just pretty fair weathered. We we see we see like idols get sent through the back door. We, we you know we see a bunch of stuff that the club treating unfairly and and. No one seems to care. Like there was no protest over over not going to Libertadores. You mean, it, but maybe if there would have been a protest, it would have been like the the protest of the Atlas fans that got together at the Angel to, pro, to protest them leaving Cancun, and like seven people showed up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Chivas just we hey we we're just lacking, man. We we lack that passion, so. I did see uh, on the on in the Twitter sphere that uh, 
that Pepe Romano is likely to go to no, he's out. Oh, to, to another... Necaxa. What a shock! <laughs> what a shock! I was thinking uh, Pelaez. I guess Pelaez is not going to because they're not working together. Dude, no, he's not working for the company, man. He is done. Oh, he's well. I mean, for now, you know. Yeah. So for now, that's no. why. That's why I do think he's going to go. I mean, I think it's the, it's the point where I think that the the uh, relationship is is untenable and ir- irreparable. Well, that that was yeah, and, and that was the whole breakdown because Romano started making more shots. Uh, Pelaez wanted to like stay with Nacho to the because end. Imagine, I mean, I, I mean, if 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 it got so bad for Pelaez that that he leaves knowing that that Romano was going to go anyway to to Nekaxa, then you know and, it was. Bad. And you know who said Nekaxa, John? Who will be their coach? Well, Nacho. It's Nacho. <laughs> It's the same people, man. Same yeah. people. And this is the interesting thing because it's never, it was never too clear who brought Nacho to America because Pepe Romano had, I think Pepe Romano was the guy that had taken Nacho to. Well, see, that's the thing is, 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 is that Pelaez would have never made that move. And then, but see, there's a thing. He's on record saying that he did not, that he did not make that call. I mean, he's he's because he, Belias is a is a studious guy. I mean, and 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 Nacho had done nothing to uh, to warrant getting that opportunity. I mean, I'm sorry, but to coach America, you have to be, you know, if if you if you have one thing, you have to be like a really special kind of guy that you can just tell. He was setting, is on this. He was setting up orange cones at Atlético de Madrid. Right. That's more than than Baños, dude. That's more than Bajos. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna bring Jimmy Batsalts in to run the team. And, and, uh, that's, and, and, that's right. And, uh, and Miguel Herrera is going to be the coach. And, but so, so who's, who's taking over uh, bathrooms at the national team? They haven't quite Well, said. they keep throwing uh, Luis Miguel Salvador's name around. No, I think and, he, threw, uh, he threw his own name around. Oh, that. did he throw his name around? Yeah. Yeah, he put that name in that cup. Yeah. In the goblet. Uh was it his? Uh, was it his? A close friend of his, Luis Manuel Santorana, that, that gave the information. Well, how, how would you feel about that? How, how would you feel about Luis Miguel Salvador? I don't. I don't know. I don't really know because I don't follow. I don't really follow Monterrey. I don't really know what. what to say well, about he was he was the guy along with Vucetich that when uh, they had their good run. They, you know, they did well, but then, you know, Vucetich has, you know, one mediocre season and he fired him. So yeah, see that? I don't like that. Yeah, I don't have a. I have a major. Like you, you can't fire a guy for one bad season after you had so much success in the city that they name a street after you. But I'm gonna tell you something, John, and and I hope uh, to the listeners. Well, hang all on. Three, all three of them. Do we need to mark down the time? Okay. No, this is this is something that we've seen. Uh, Anybody that's following, that has followed the Tricolor long enough, it's that usually whenever the the GM leaves, the coach follows soon after. Whoever whoever brings in the coach, you know, and, right. and Patron was the one in charge of bringing, bringing in Osorio. Do you honestly believe that was his call? Yeah, I do. 
Really? At least, at least he was at the forefront, so he's he's gonna <laughs> he's he's gonna take the blame. That's just the way it's always been, you know. He he announced it. Uh, he said he was in charge when they were doing all the, um, you know, when they were doing the scouting for a coach. Well, the only thing I remember Jimmy Bathsalt's doing was when Osorio landed, he picked him up at the airport. Yeah, no, but you could, you could go get articles when uh, they announced it and everything. And oh, I remember, and, I I, yeah, I I read the articles. It was he was uh, the one saying how he met all the qualifications and all that. And it's always like when it's usually it's when there's a change in the in the uh, FMF presidency and and you see the um. The coach leaves soon after. They usually switch them out at the same time. So I could see, I could see something like that. I could see a switch up soon. Well, you know, that's something that uh, we need. To, I mean, again, um, it, it's already in motion. You mean Osorio's on on thin? I mean, he's after the seven zero. Your your ice is going to be very thin. Yeah, they've just been waiting for a, a bad result to get right. rid of him. Exactly. <laughs> It, you know, all those records don't matter. And I, I said it before, um, you know, with, with La Puente, he had a Confederations Cup, and, and that didn't save him, you know. I would have I would have given him a second cycle just on that alone. First ever FIFA trophy, and, and we booed him over, what is it, bad, bad Cold Cup they, results? No, they tied, like, Trinidad and Tobago or something. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, in comparison... Osorio hasn't done anything. Well, I mean, I mean, to me, Osorio, I mean, if, if Osorio, you know, he has his, the, the two, the Confed Cup aside, yes, Confed Cup's important, yada, yada, yada. But the two games ahead of that, the one against Honduras and the one against the U.S., both at the Azteca, you know, they're playing, they're playing Sunday at, at, against the U.S., the Azteca, and they put it at 7.30. I mean, seriously. Why on earth wouldn't you play that game at noon? Well, I mean, our players aren't. Our Eurobound players wouldn't do you hang think, do, you think, do you think the Azteca is is is, is noisier and better in the, during the day or at night? No, no, it's it's better at day, but we don't have the players for that anymore. They'll be there for a week, you know. They've they've you know they, they did you see how well they last time they went to Cuernavaca for three days? Yeah, but I don't think it'll, it'll be the same. You know, I don't think it'll be the same if we had like. Uh, a Mexico base uh squad you know they they don't yeah well regardless those two games are are, are incredibly important and i mean again there there's like a point threshold that he has, he has to get he has to get four for sure which means he has to win one and at least tie the other and if that doesn't happen and if he has a three and out at the gold cup at the confed cup he's gone yeah, well, in the Confederate Cup, he's he's gonna be judged with how the team looks, right? You know, and that's something they've done all the time. Uh, if 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 you're not entertaining enough, they'll get rid of you. And that was one of the reasons with with La Puente, cause he was, you know, just, you know, you know, and it also could be, uh, you know, as long as long as he as long as they meet and and if they qualify for the World Cup, which they could do if 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 they beat Honduras and have a chance to beat the states. If they if they uh, if they if they win both games, they have. I mean, they should mathematically be qualified for the World Cup at that point. 
so that would obviously put them in a very good mood to play the Confed Cup, and then then he can start experimenting. But but if they don't get the, if they don't get at least the one win in the tie, and they go to the Confed Cup and lose, and you're right, Joel, and and, and maybe the, Dan can chime in on this too. But if it, say they play Portugal and they lose three to two, and it's a you know just a crazy goal by Ronaldo minute ninety two, and that's how they lose, and then they uh, beat New Zealand by whatever it is, and then they tie the Russians, but the Russians had more goals against New Zealand, so they end up, you know, three and out, and they're done, which I think is, 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 is a very likely thing to happen. Yeah, frankly. that's a possible scenario. Yeah, very possible scenario. I'd say possible, not likely. And uh, and then they go home. I mean, that to me would be a respectable three and out, you know. Yeah. But if they lose to Portugal, you know, barely squeak by New Zealand and then lose to the, lose to the Russians, then he comes back, he's halfway. Especially if they don't do well in the two games uh, previous. He, he might as well not return, John. He I just guess stayed. I'm guilty to have not been paying attention to, to <laughs> Russia. But oh. no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I yes. guess the ignorant side of me is just saying uh, we should be able to handle them. No, we should. We should. But, I mean, they're playing at home, so that, that exactly. always makes a difference. Yeah. And and especially in a tournament like that, and that's worth and, a half a goal, and a, and then especially a team like Russia, that's probably like three quarters of a goal. And a lot of times, the the ref is going to be on their side. The calls are more likely to go to their side. Yeah. So so if if that's the case, uh, does uh, is Osorio would he would he would he be toast? And then the new guy comes in, and does he bring in Tuca or does he bring in Chepo? <laughs> Oh man, no! It's, it's, I think it's a very valid question. <laughs> if Ch- if Chepo had taken no, Santos man. to semis, then maybe they could entertain that kind of talk. But no, man, Chepo Chepo's maybe next cycle. Uh, and I was telling this he's, to uh, John. Chepo's next cycle's fireman. <laughs> I, I was saying this to yeah, yeah, it is. And I was saying this to like uh, John Arnold, uh, el, el because. They're just like two signings away from being contenders for Liga MX. Two good signings, and and Santos going to be fighting the Campeonato next season. We should talk about. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be serious contenders. No, no, but you need you need those you need those two good players. I mean, I don't know if they have the money to 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 attract. Well, that's you have to remember that that Santos that it's they're not owned by Modelo anymore. It's they're it's just the family. True, but I mean they they've been pretty good with um with their negotiating. They managed to bring in some good players so far without breaking the bank. So I mean if they could pull it off again, then yeah, I could see it. Like, because I guess it, the, the romantic side of me is thinking is hoping that let's just keep this team. I could I could see maybe getting rid of Fulch and if, if they could maybe pop. But what I'd rather see you is, just got Fulch. Why do you want to get rid of? I'm, a, I'm saying I'd be okay with it if they wanted because he, he really is one of the main players that I thought that disappointed. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's only been there one season. Um, and not, not even yeah. one season, it's half a season. So, it, it, Having said that, though, like if, 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 if his goal output could even improve, and if we, assuming that they kept him, but I'm actually hoping that they give uh, uh, Ronaldo a, a, a real legitimate shot to to fight for a starting role in the team next season. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the, in, the, in the World Cup, in the Under-20 World Cup. 
Because if he if he has a, a standout performance, then he's he's gonna be forcing to handle most. That's a, that, that's a very good point, and we also have to consider Dan that uh, it's not just him. I mean, they have uh, who's who's the, the number seven on the U twenty team that that that's like the 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 water bug, real shifty. Antuna. Antuna. So they have that kid, and then of course they have uh, uh, Sandoval. And I gotta tell you, man. I mean, he is. Sandoval is a player that, uh, they, yeah, I think that Santos could get some really, really, really good value for if they wanted to move him. Or obviously, obviously, if he if he plays and he's I mean, he's gonna he's gonna do really well for them. When I was looking at at, uh, at, at the game against Luca, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be at Club America in, in a couple of years' time for sure. Yeah, if you guys could get uh, Oribe, which it's rumored he's on his way out. Of Coapa, you guys land Oribe, that would be a good capture. Man, if they land Oribe and he can coach that uh, that kid, I would be. I would really, really, really think. That, I mean, that would just be fantastic. That'd be really cool. Yeah. You know, then then you give Furch to to America. I think that's a fair trade. I don't think they want him. <laughs> um. But you're right, though, Dan. I mean, it was very unfortunate for them in the uh, in their in their tie that that, that Sandoval and uh, Giannini didn't play, because when they went to Toluca, I mean, it was it was it was. Now I know that Toluca played the game at a whatever. They I mean, they obviously did not have the intensity that uh, that Santos did. But uh, I mean, it, it was very apparent that that, that the addition of Giannini and uh, and Sandoval. Uh, if they would have played the first leg, would have. I'm not saying Toluca would have lost, but I don't think it would have been four-one. I think it would have been a much more a, a very different game. I thought both teams really wanted to get the victory in the last game of the season. And what I was think, what I what I noticed is that Toluca. I, I don't know. I, I I felt pretty good going into it. I was like, let's just tie this game and, and make sure we face him. Because but losing those two players. I think that was ultimately what, all things being equal, I think well, I liked our chances because we, I think we tied them with a man down. So um, it, it was a crazy game. I mean, finishing with nine players. So yeah, what well, could have been, man? But yeah, on to next season already. That that's what five weeks away or something. No, it's not. Well, it's in July. <laughs> <laughs> But like mid July or something like that. It's not, or maybe late July. Yeah, I'm not terribly off. <laughs> Dan, Dan, I think you're giving up on Furch too quick. Six months is not, you know. Sometimes it takes longer for a player to adapt to his new teammates. No, I, 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 I'll admit that I'm being hard on him, I'm not, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I've given up on him, but I, he's definitely disappointed so far. Well, you're, you know, I would say the same thing to you, Joel, with with Pulido. Pulido's been there longer, and 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 but but you know what? They paid twenty million for Pulido. So I mean that you're paying that top, you know. Fortune went. They just did like they traded like a six pack of Victorias and. and That's hard. Like some other player, <laughs> and they got, I mean, you don't even you don't even know how much money for 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 Pulido. Everyone knew. Everyone knew the the price. For Furche, it was like it's like a handshake or something. That's uh, 
That's not right, Juan. But then, That's not right. And, then, and then you think about um, Osvaldo Martinez and how great he was been. Like, you know, quietly he moved on. And I know I wasn't too impressed with him when he first came on, but he he turned out to be one of the better players too. So it worked out pretty good for us. That trade. Yeah, he's like a like a like a like a Juan a Juanpi, but with uh, with talent. Well, that's, that's, that's I shouldn't say that. That's where you guys will probably get another player. That's why I, I think America, because I mean, Santos America have been you know in, kind to each other in the transfer market. So I feel um, if Piojo does come, he might want some of his Cholo players, and. Uh, but I think the main guy to get would be uh, Oriwe. Just his leadership and he's he scores important goals. So I think. Well, it's not just that. I mean, Oriwe is from Torreon. I mean, let him let him. Yeah. Finish his career at home. Yeah. I mean, I think it's he's earned it right. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, every Santos fan wants him to finish there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's earned the right. I mean, there's no. Yeah, if you guys get him, I think that would be a big improvement and. And like you mentioned, though, like um, it, it could be, it could be instrumental in his uh, in in developing the the, the kids, because I mean, there's always a shortage of, of 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 good Mexican strikers. So if you could have one of the best ones that we've had in this last generation, because he's got so much smarts, man. The dude's got like a lot of just a lot of savvy to his game. You know, he wasn't blessed with the most athletic body. You know. Um, a lot of it, he a lot of it is 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 how smart he he is on the on the field. So, if he could just impart some of that knowledge to some of the kids, that, that that'd be cool. And and like you said, you know, having him back on the, on the team with the team that they have now, it definitely beasts up their chances to to contend for the title. So who knows, man? That'd be really really cool if he came back though. I'll tell you what'd be great is is if uh, if uh, Chaton got it going again. Yeah, that was disappointing not to, to 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 see him, but it is a little yeah. bit weird seeing him with Honestly. hair. It's almost like, eh, you know, if you're not going <laughs> to shave your head, then I, I kind of don't care to see you. So you would yeah. rather him have the have the the bald look? He just he just seemed a lot more menacing that way. I agree. You know, you know who with the same with Torrado as well. And you guys remember at, at the, the when he went bald? Yeah. Right. I like, just remember the actually the, Torrado kind of freaked me out when he did that. I'm not gonna. Didn't, didn't he put in the? Wasn't he the one player that put in like uh, piles of uh, like sunscreen on his face? Yes, that's what I remember Torrado. Yes, he looked like. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, his face was blue. It was like <laughs> light blue. I do remember that. That's funny. Now let me ask y'all a question. Uh, speaking of Oriva, I think that this this is a good a good topic we could have uh, a debate here. Now I'm speaking strictly national team. I'm not talking about club. Strictly national team. Who had more of an impact on the national team, Hugo Sanchez or Oribe Peralta? I'm gonna say Oribe. Cause he he helped win uh, the Olympic gold medal. Well, yeah, Ugo won the I think Ugo won the bronze. The bronze. I think so. Oh, right. I th- I think, or maybe, or maybe they 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 played for the bronze. Maybe they just played for the bronze in, in Montreal. I'll have to look that up. 
Yeah. But, but no, but please continue. Please continue. And, so I they, mean, who, who missed out at the 90 World Cup? Totally. He missed out on two World Cups. That, that you know, who knows what he could have done. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, obviously, Ugo's uh, national team career through the World Cup was very disappointing. Because, like I said, they didn't qualify. They didn't qualify. 1982, 1978 was a, you know, a, a, a disaster. And I think he was only like 19 or 20 on that team, so he, it wasn't really. I don't think he would have played all that much anyway. But uh, and then the 82, they didn't qualify. 86, he does score the goal at the, uh, against Belgium, but uh, he misses the penalty. He misses the penalty, man. And, you know, and just ima- imagine how different that World Cup would have been for him if he would have scored that penalty. You know, it would have. Anyway, and then unfortunately, you know, like you said, he had the whole Kachiru list thing. However, in the night, and that's when he was at like the top, top of his game. Yeah, right? it's yeah, it's just it's just it, it's it's the cruelest of fates. I mean, it really is. And it wasn't just him. I mean, it was uh, you know, Saguinho was was when he was uh, like like unbridled, just wild, unleashed, just as you know, just very talented. Negrete was uh, was was uh, you know he was playing ter- Tomas Boy. I guess he was probably toward the end of his career. But uh, I mean, even that was when Chepo was playing really well too, and he was with uh, with uh, Oviedo in Spain. So uh, no, it was it was yeah, it was just very unfortunate. However, I will say this for Hugo in, in his defense, although I do agree with you that it was Oribe Joel was uh, when he came back when they had tournaments to play again after the nineteen ninety World Cup when they did the Copa America and, and they qualified for the World Cup. Hugo was one hundred percent instrumental in both of those. I mean, and not necessarily as a goal scorer, but as a setup guy, and and just as a, yeah. and 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 and, and I, th- I thought that uh, it worked out for the uh, the Ireland game, but I thought it was cruel to take Ugo out of lineup in the '94 World Cup. But yeah, in the '93 Copa America too, he he didn't really score, but he did play. A, yeah, he did score. In, in getting, no, I'm saying like you know, not that many goals. Right, but he got a huge goal against uh, Ecuador. And yeah, the fact so, that it was him made it a thousand times. I mean, I remember I was at uh, I was at this place called the Uptown Sports Bar on the East Side here in Austin. It was back when the East Side was not what it is now. It was the Mexican part of town. Now it's the the beards down to people's knees part of town. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he scored. I guess it was off a corner kick, and he scored. It was the first goal, or the second goal, but it was like bam, bam. It was. And it was in the semifinal against Ecuador, and it was in Ecuador. And then it was, it was a goal. And then when the fans saw who had scored, I mean, I'd, I'd never heard Mexicans erupt like that. Because, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, often you get to celebrate one of his goals. And uh, it was it was, he was just a great influence to have on that. And, and, he, and, of course, he the game they had in Canada where they qualified for the World Cup where he uh, set up the second uh, that Abuelo Cruz scored. So I mean, Ugo did have a, a limited impact on the national team, but I think you know later in his career, I think it was uh, it was great. I mean, you know, as as you say, Joel, it, it could have been a lot better. And also, he didn't play for them. I mean, he refused to call ups from them for for a couple of years too, and then he came back. But Oribe, like you said, Joel, he won the, the gold medal. Uh, he had that one year from 2012 to 2013 where he just uh, he won the the gold medal for the Pan Am Games, and. Uh, 
and obviously won the gold medal for the Olympics and uh, was the leading score for the national team. He gets hurt, doesn't go to the Confed Cup. And when they needed him the most to qualify again, it was he, he scored what a hat trick in, in New Zealand and two goals in the Aztecs. So he scored five goals against New Zealand in two games. I'm not saying that other folks were going to do that, but. Uh, and then he scored, he did score a, a winning goal in the World Cup as, uh, as Google did. So, uh, but, but I, I would definitely give the edge to, uh, Woody. And he's not done yet. You know, he's, uh, he still has, he still has a chance. To, I actually uh, think he's, um, with the, with time, I think he's uh, gone on on Osorio's good side a little bit. I thought he was actually seeing him. I thought he was slowly getting phased out, and, and and I've actually been surprised that he's been calling him up and playing him as much as he has. So I think uh, maybe it took Osorio a bit of time to to warm up to to El Hermoso. Right. So do you think he's going to go to the Confed Cup, or is he going to go to the Gold Cup? Uh, Confed Cup, I would send him there. But, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I would agree with you only because, uh, I mean, uh, you know, for the Gold Cup, you know, let, let somebody, someone, you know, whoever needs to prove, like Pulido, you know, all right, buddy, you know, you, you want to be the, the big shot in Mexico? Go. You know, here, here's a Gold Cup for you. Let's see what you can do. I don't think Pulido has any chance of going to confederations. I'm not talking about confederations. I'm talking about Gold Cup. You know, give give a, a no, young no, kid. No, no, that's why. Right. But I mean, yeah. you, we don't have that many strikers to begin with. Right. So, I mean, he's going on that alone. <laughs> it's on default. It's on default. Hey, by default? Yeah, by default. I mean, that other guy kind of disappeared, La Lorera. Um, there's yeah, well, I mean, that was I was a Pumas guy, and I could tell you that he was he was never national team material. <laughs> he just he just wasn't. He, he did have that nice run, you know. And uh, Chivas even tried buying yeah, him desperately. I'm, I'm telling you, it was it was it was fool's gold. Do, do you regret not selling him then? Because Chivas was like, "Here's my money, take it." Oh. And Pumas was like, "Nah, this guy's going, please." I, I, I would have felt bad, honestly. <laughs> I would have felt bad. <laughs> they did him a favor, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So he goes to he goes to Veracruz, where you know where careers, you know, very you know, Cuauhtémoc is one of the few players that was actually able to resuscitate his career in, in, in Veracruz. It's a tough place. I mean, it, it's a tough. It's the toughest, probably, outside of Chiapas, the toughest place to play. I think Veracruz, because nowhere yeah. else in Mexico are you are you are you going to play in that in that climate? It just it's just I, not going to happen. You know, I could see what you were going to the Gold Cup though, just because you need. You need uh, someone there that's proven. And at the Confeds Cup, you have some of these just the sort of preferring the more Euro-based players. And that's just my take. I'm still hoping that they go with uh, mostly kids. I mean, if if the, if if uh, not winning the, the tournament isn't all that important, then why not just give... Uh, an opportunity and an experience to, to, to a lot of the kids. But see, but that's the thing, though, is that it is important in Mexico. I mean, again, if they if they yeah. want to be a seed, you know, that's that's the prize. Well, that's actually yeah, that's true too. But but you know what? We don't even as fans, and then even the media, we're just waiting for the team to like fail just so we could criticize it. And and we we that would be the smart thing to do to send. Send a young team and 
you know, so it could get experience or, or but, but we're going to, we just don't care to see that. Well, I mean, if Germany can do it for the Confed Cup, there's no reason why Mexico can't do it for the Gold Cup. Yeah, I think that needs to be validated. I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, it extends so much to, to the Gold Cup. Well, I mean, all I I'm saying is, I mean, if, I mean, if, I mean, you're sending your, your, your best team to another tournament. So if, if you're not sending your best, then, then send, send a U23. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, I mean, and I just don't see the point of like what's probably going to happen is that they're going to send like, the next best players that are available. I don't think so. I mean, just just by looking at the list that he has here, uh, I mean, I think in some positions, I don't think you have a choice actually, like like defenders. But but I think that from the midfield and up, I think it's going to be it's going to be U twenty three guys. I think it's going to be youngsters. Although Polido, you know, is a little older than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to see. Well, of course, I say that. What do I know? You're probably right. There. Probably will be the next best players. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. So that, I mean, that's just that should just make it a policy. You know what? If we're not sending our, we're just going to send the U23. I think it should just be the policy. Period. That way, they don't have to. You know, they don't have to guess. They could just you know send. You know, just just make it a matter of 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 of, of policy. Anyway. So Dan, with uh, your Santos, do you see them uh, as uh, as being a team that we should keep an eye on for the next season? Without a doubt, they're definitely on the up. Uh, unfortunately, my Pumas are on the down. Although I think that one move they could make that I think would make a huge, huge uh, difference, I think, would be for them to get Moises. Closer, oh, interesting. You know. That'd be really cool. I, I think that he would. He would. I think that it would be a good. Uh... Is that being talked about, or is that just something that you just thought about on your no, own? I, I was something that I just thought about because I mean, I figured if he's available, which I'm sure he would be, you know, being the Chapas is uh, relegated, and they need a goalkeeper because uh, the greatest goalkeeper in the history of organized sport <laughs> is retiring. Was he forced yeah, to retire? Uh... But you know what? Forced uh, out. I don't know. It could be. It's going to be so weird not having not having any kind of picolin power on the team for the first time. Or Veron. Veron's gone too. I mean, that's. I mean, you're talking to uh, you know. Martin said that uh, that Veron was the the greatest foreigner to ever play for Pumas, and I have a really hard time arguing with him. And and I saw Cavino play. I don't know if Martin saw Cavino play, <laughs> but I mean. It's just the level of, uh, you know, the, 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 as 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 long as he played, I mean, his 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 level never dropped until you know just very recently. I mean, he was as good a defender as there was in the entire. I mean, Pumas was one of was the one of the hardest teams to score on for ten years because of him. So yeah, he's gone, and uh, and the two Picolins are gone. Oof, that's tough. And there's really nobody Pumas new that's team. actually that's. Is there any of the any canteranos on the team that have been there a long time, or at least some kind of amount? Well, of time they got this kid Hakes who uh, 
who who got a little t- a little playing time. Uh, he played against uh, Gignac, and Gignac just took him to I'll just say school. But uh, you know he's you know he he you know you have to be thrown into the into, into the fire to see how how you react. But then he got hurt, so then he was out for like six weeks, and he just barely started coming back. But I mean, he definitely has potential. Uh, it's it's what they have to rely on because they're they're just not going to buy that many guys, unfortunately. So we'll see how that uh, how that turns out for them. Yeah, and they really, Buma says uh, they cannot they have to at least threaten to make the Ligia both seasons. They have to have a, a seasons in the. See this this sucks, Dan. This, the, the, I, I had to look, and it's um, they have to get like within like between twenty twenty five points. To not have to worry about the next season being in the uh, in the drops. So next year is a, is a huge year for Pumas in, the, in that regard. So it's kind of like the season that Santos had this past one. You know, get enough points to get out of that mess, and then may, if you make the league, yeah, great. That, that that's where Pumas is going to be. I didn't realize Pumas was um, falling that far down. Well, they had they, the two things to see. But I'm starting to figure out the whole math of this stuff. It's actually fascinating. So they yeah, had I'm, really I'm impressed good... by how uh, you seem to have it all uh, sorted out. I mean, in advance. Yeah. Good for so you. So they man. had a they had a really good season a couple of years ago, but that season is going to fall off the books next year. So it's gone. Like it was 35 points, and those are like almost unheard of in Liga MX to have that many. Few teams have you know you know get more than 30 in, in a season. It happens. Doesn't happen very often. So that one's fallen off. And then they just had one that was 19, so that is a 16 point difference that they're they're going to be using in the in, in the coefficient. So so that's why it's really dangerous for teams to have three seasons with uh, numbers in the teens, like like where they can't get the 20 points. If you have that, then you're going to be in in the in the relegation mess for two for two to three years. That's why Atlas is in the mess they're in now because they had a 29-point season and a 30-point season gone. And they're being replaced by uh, by like an 18-point season and a 17-point season. So the, the, the difference there is, what, 26 points? That's massive. So they went from like 5th like or 6th all the way down to 17th. So Atlas will be in. Uh, we'll, we'll be fighting relegation next year. And uh, Santos uh, is uh, is teetering. They're kind of like Pumas. They can't afford to have one of those uh, bad seasons, which I don't think they will. I don't think Pumas will either. I hope, gentlemen. We should uh, we should wrap this up. It was uh, another another fine show. Predictions for uh, Sunday. Joel, why don't you why don't you go first? I could see another draw for Chivas or uh, a win by the minimum difference. They're advancing, and I could see. Uh, I think Charles is going to give Tigres a run for their money, but that two goal lead is massive, and I see Tigres advancing as well. So. We got the the final that Televisoras want. Maybe Chivas is kicking themselves for having, uh, you know, 
done that deal a bit too soon on the TV with their uh, Chihuahua TV thing. That's right, because they're going back to Televisa Deportes next. <laughs> no, they're already at TVN. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> they're already back with. Um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I think that will be the final, so. That's uh, that's very possible. I believe what will happen is your buddy Joel Alan Pulido is going to get up, is going to get a doblete, and they're going to win two zero, and it's going to be bang bang. He's going to get it like like within fifteen minutes in the first half, and then they'll hold on because and, and uh, just play the counter, and they'll get close, but they won't get any more. But they'll they'll win two zero comfortably. Uh, I do think that uh, that Tijuana is is, is definitely going to score, but uh, you know if Tigres playing the possession game is one thing, Tigres playing the counter, it, they're equally as dangerous. And I, 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 you know, people forget how how good uh, a counter team they are, and I think that they're going to go do what they did against Toluca a few years ago, where they're just going to absorb, 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 and just hit them in the second half with with. Uh, with Aquino, they're going to bring in Damian Alvarez again, and it's going to be uh, they'll they'll take care of it. And you're right, it's going to be the it's going to be the dream final for for Univision because they get both legs, and they'll get them in prime time, and they'll get them in sweeps. And they they couldn't ask for a better. You know, it'll, 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 at least in this country, I think the the, the ratings will be will be massive. Yeah, for, for in this country. Because I think that this is this this might be the first final that that attracts. Uh, more than just the um, the Mexican national or the or the or the or the, the uh, and and Chivas hasn't been in the final, so the, there's that hype train. They haven't been in the final since '06. So yeah, eleven years. Do you think that? Do you think on some level that might creep into some of the players' minds? I don't think I don't so think because. So. You know why that? And so you have a lot of Americanitos that are going to be watching too, you know, hoping Chivas doesn't win. Um, they're going to be temporary Tigre fans. But but then this this Chivas squad is mostly uh, foreigners. And by foreigners, I mean non non canteranos. The majority of the team is came from other teams. Dan, what do you think is going to happen? Should I should I go ahead and just uh, then are you going to issue a challenge? Are you, just, are you just going to give your give your prediction? <laughs> no, I actually think uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go to I'm not gonna go on the limb or anything. I, I think Chivas is gonna go through, um, and uh, and I also think Tigres is gonna go through. I think um, that ma- I think the Tigres Cholos uh, match is gonna be a lot better, actually, uh, more entertaining. I figure it's probably gonna be high scoring. Um, at least, at least that's what I figure. Um, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if Chivas actually got bounced. I don't think it'll happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Damn. Wow. That was like a, that was like a, at least a, that was a, just, just a little <laughs> mini shot. Just a little one. <laughs> it was mini. Yeah, just a just a quick jab to the kidneys. They just haven't convinced me, is what I'm saying. And and, and as been stated, uh, they're they're not exactly uh, 
a complete team at the moment. So, well, what you say is true. What you say is true, but uh, I do think that they're gonna that they're gonna just, put it up. Just give uh, just give the this a trophy already. So you want you want you want the name engraved? You just go ahead and uh, and 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 FedEx it so that Duca can just go ahead and say, hey, "Me mandaron a trofeo already." I can't do Duca as well as I can do. Uh, <laughs> that, that almost sounded like La Volpe, but yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's uh, it's it's theirs to lose, I think. We'll see, man. I mean, Liga MX is notorious for giving us um, random ass results. No estén buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. Exactly. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think you know. I mean, everyone seems to to, to, to be in agreement. But it is Liga MX, so who knows? It'll be very entertaining. That's uh, that's uh, that's going to be Sunday. You know, I almost feel like in and we uh, well, I. I Shot it out Sunday night. You know, maybe we should do uh, like a quick uh, recap of uh, of Sunday's games on Sunday night, because uh, they will uh, certainly be interesting. Some we should keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, as we uh, as we as we push through, gentlemen. As always, it's been uh, it's been fun. It was a good show tonight. Really appreciate uh, y'all uh, putting up with us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, and letting us uh, talk a little uh, bar conversation about the world of soccer, uh, particularly Mexican soccer. So we do appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Daniel Pesado, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Fun as always. Joel, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week, Joel. Next week or hopefully this Sunday. Yes, that's true. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see each other. We'll, we'll 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 talk to each other on Sunday. Hopefully, you'll be in a good mood, Ho. And um, I want you to come on the show and just. Just uh, just 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 be ready, Ho. But uh, I'm sure. I think you'll have. I think you'll be you'll, you'll be in a good mood, Ho. I think you'll be in a good mood. So uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you guys uh, for joining us. My name is John Jagu. Really do appreciate y'all taking the time to. Listen to that Cantina Mickey's podcast, and we'll do this again maybe on Sunday, but definitely uh, next week. We'll talk to you guys then. Thank you very much.